This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. So, welcome back to the uh, Swerve. Uh, we're going to die. We're going to dive into. Uh, some Spanish flu is going to be our topic this time. Oh, correct. So for those of you who haven't listened to us before, we're three random guys with a mission to understand everything in the universe, one weird topic at a time. So our topic is the Spanish flu. But there's another important component to this podcast. Um, yeah, so we, uh, <laughs> sorry, my, uh, my phone's not letting me load up my notes on the Spanish. Sorry, my Spanish isn't very good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, what the fuck? Is it notes or are you just like Wikipedia this right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have fucking notes, man. Um, yeah, so our other component is, uh, we like to drink while we do this. We like to uh, have a couple, couple bevies while we, uh, while we do this to get the conversation rolling. And uh, yeah, my, I'm a little rattled right now. My fucking things not working. So what are you drinking? Uh, yeah, so I'm drinking. Oh, I'm kind of empty right now, but. Uh, drinking some spice rum and some juice with uh, some mango and peach juice. What are you nice. on? Well, I'm finishing off my protein shake from last episode, but as well, I have Corona with lime. It's Corona time. Nice. I'm uh, still drinking that giant cooler. About half, more than halfway through. So doing good. I think the other thing we should mention is because this is a pandemic situation, um, our audio, we're just do we're making do with what we have. We're meeting via video teleconferencing apps using our laptops. So our audio is probably going to be subpar. Not, honestly, it already is pretty subpar, <laughs> but <laughs> it's more so subpar. Um, but that's what we're going to do for now. Um, we should be able to fix it though. Like we should be able to get some mics. We have mics. We just haven't worked it out yet. We should be able to. Like, I actually paid more for this headset than I did for the entire mic stuff. Well, here's the thing. Your mic right now, like when we're talking, it sounds okay. But on the recording, it actually sounds the best. Mm. So I do have an extra headset if one of you needs it. It's just my old, like it's an older one. Not as good as this one, but it's still pretty decent. <sighs> Yeah, I was thinking of just getting, just using the, the mics, the mics we were using before, yeah. but I just haven't, I haven't 
I haven't gotten it yet. So. Yeah, whenever you guys want to stop by, let us know. We'll wipe them down and stuff, and we'll have them ready. Sweet. Okay. Um, all right, let's get into the basics. Yeah, fuck it. I fucking figured out my phone, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> it was letting me load it up. I was so mad. Yeah, Wikipedia finally opened. So the other thing, I guess we felt... <laughs> connected to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I think we felt like normally our topics, um, we try to swerve off the general narrative that society feeds us path. and try to find some extremely obscure fringe topics that we find interesting. But I guess with this one, this is not really a fringe topic, but it's more of a, what do you relatable. call it? It's, it's more relatable to the current context and climate we're in. So, yeah, I, I was pretty excited to do something like that, just considering the state we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are pretty scared, um, you know, myself included in a way. So it's it's crazy times we're living in. So this is just kind of like reading this. It kind of was like, you know what? We've kind of been through this before and well, more than once. So, yeah. you, know, you, you know, you're going to get through it. Um, well, yeah, do you want to just kind of dive right let's into get, it? Or what? Let's do, yeah, get into the, let's get into some basics. So, okay. Yeah. So for people who don't know the Spanish flu, uh, it occurred during 1918 to 1920. Um, it infected 500 million people about at the time it infected about a quarter of the earth's population. There's about 2 billion people in the yeah. world at that time. Um, so it infected 500 million people. Um, the thing research- that I thought was crazy about that was like, you know, we're talking about being scared of the current coronavirus. Yeah. Well, right off the bat, it's like a quarter of the world population was influenced. I mean, you know, it's completely different viruses. They they probably have different spread dynamics, but like already just reading that, it's kind of like, well, fuck, it could get that bad. Well- a yep. big thing, a big thing though, you gotta keep in mind um, when the Spanish flu was happening was World War One was just ending. So, and so yeah. kind of like what I was reading was the reason why the disease spread because they were people were getting sick and they were sending hundreds of thousands of people to these fucking hospitals that were already already overworked, super busy, super crowded. They're just finishing up war. So, I mean, it just, it just spread like super easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I guess something I think about is at that time they had 2 billion people. So the spread like was fairly quick for that, for that like flu, but, but currently we're sitting at 7 billion. So in terms of population, we're a lot more closer, a lot more dense together. And even with our given technology, like we, we have technology that can identify things from afar. We have protocols and procedures that they didn't have back then and yet mm-hmm. people are still getting infected I at an increasing rate every single day yeah. so that's what makes this worrying yeah like they couldn't get yeah. as quickly as we can yeah. and it spread it's spreading right now just as intense but our our travel technology to allow this to spread is better um yeah than what this they have right this is true yeah. but Again, yeah like scary thing is like stay the fuck at home people like yeah yeah, like we have all these technology. Like you guys said, like we can communicate with each other. Hey, I'm sick. Stay the fuck away from across the world. Couldn't but do you that. Also, uh, mentioned that after World War One is when all these people were already in hospitals. So they were already like either injured, sick, or compromised somehow, like in terms of their immune mm-hmm. system. 
fighting off something. And then on top of that, they got a brand new flu now. So I'm guessing yeah. that probably contributed a lot to the death toll. That's what I was reading for one of the mortality things was like, because the soldiers were likely malnourished or even honestly, it's war times. Like even just like, you know, there's just less to go around. So they were thinking like malnourishment as well as just stress. Stress psych- yeah. like psychologically too. Like if you're, the brain's weak, the body follows and vice versa. So yeah. So I was, and the other, I just want to add one more thing to the spread. Fucking, uh, it kind of parallels to what's happening now, at least initially. Governments just denied it initially. Yeah, what was, that's what I was about to say. So because World War One was just wrapping up, so it's actually kind of funny how the Spanish flu got its name. Um, so the only, the reason why, so Spain, they were pretty neutral in World War One, so they didn't have like didn't have these restrictions on reporting it. Yeah. So their their president or whatever, or king, I guess, King Alfonso, I don't know what number that is. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he got really sick during these times. But the funny thing is, he didn't die until like 1941. So like he didn't get, oh. like this disease didn't kill him, but he got sick. Like he got very okay. ill. Yeah. So but because Spain was allowed to report it and talk about it in their media and stuff, that's how it got the name, the Spanish flu. Yeah, because it looked so people like... Just, yeah, so yeah, it looked like, like they had been hit the hardest. They're like, like Spain's getting fucked up, but it wasn't like everybody was getting hit hard. It was just Spain was the only ones mm-hmm. talking about it. <laughs> so it kind of goes, you know, like even if we like go back a couple months now, like Trump was completely denying this, and look what's happening yeah. in the United States right mm-hmm. now. Like, <laughs> didn't he say it was like a scam or he's like, that's fake news? <laughs> yeah, but pretty yeah. much. Like, and the other thing that's ridiculous that a lot of people I feel are guilty of right now. Uh, in the states, even Canada, like people are like, I don't know, like they're saying like masks are a bad thing to be wearing. Like you know, you, you've heard this, right? Like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we can't be wearing masks. And honestly, like if you look at what's being reported in China or other places, they're like, yeah, you should be wearing fucking masks. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, I don't know. It's like a, it's this is a conspiracy in itself. Sorry, this is gonna go off tangent for a second, but like, there's. The problem is there's limited ventilators and there's limited medical supplies as masks. And the people that need it the most are the physicians and the doctors, the nurses that are battling it, right? Because they're right in front. So they need these resources the most. But wouldn't those like those those little stupid masks that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. those just those would more so just prevent if you already are sick, you spreading your germs. That'll help. Yeah, that'll help. It won't it won't necessarily stop you from getting it. Not necessarily, but it, it like it might help a bit because honestly, man, like we we wear those masks I think it's more than a bit. I don't know, man. Like we wear those masks at work, and they are legitimately like the bare minimum standard yeah. for like safety and stuff like that. So I don't know, like it's yeah, than I mean, nothing. I mean, it's That's better than nothing. Yes. The other thing too, people are asymptomatic. They you can be you can have it and not be sick, and True. if you're yeah. wearing a mask, you wouldn't be spreading it unknowingly, at least. So like, there's that as like yeah, so there's no downside to wearing a mask. That's a fair point. Well, I mean, a lot of it for me is you're kind of, I mean, well, now we're in the state, but you know, like, we're in the like here at least, like everyone's pretty accepting of what's happening, and I think all in all we're doing pretty well. There's still a few stragglers, but I feel yeah. at first, but I mean at first, I feel like you're spreading fear, right? Like that's kind of like, and that's, that's what leads to. I get that, but no, but that's what leads to people fucking stockpiling toilet paper. But right? you can make <laughs> restrictions that never happened in China. There wasn't any because yeah, they yeah, put restrictions on what like, you can buy 
to get rid of ordering Ali. You can only take so much that you hear from China to truth, though, really. Because aren't 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 we hearing that the numbers are fudged from China? Well, that's what everybody says. That there could be truth to that. But this is the point I was trying to make was like you were just saying like, oh, we're going to spread fear if we start wearing masks. And that seems to be the narrative that's being fed. I'm just saying it's a part of it. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's better than nothing. And if you're sick and you're going, if you're, I feel like if you're sick and you're still going out, you're being naive. If you're sick you're and going out, you're fucking ridiculous. Like that's so putting on. So that's what I mean. Like if the mask is just going to keep you from spreading it and you know, you're sick, but you're like, oh, I have this mask. So it's fine. That's, that's the huge bigger problem. I, I agree with the asymptomatic thing. That's very true. But I, I feel like people who are wearing are like, oh, I have symptoms, but I still have to go do this. You know what I mean? And they're just yeah, well, that could be something that happens. But what I'm saying is the general narrative we're being fed is that it's not like a mask is not necessary and it's a bad idea because they're like, oh, we're just going to spread fear if we do that. But really what's going on is the the medical system is overwhelmed and they need the supplies more. So what's happening is here's the thing for decades, the science has been saying we need this amount of supplies on reserve. We need this amount of ventilators on reserve. A pandemic is inevitable. It'll all, it's going to happen. We need these things. And year after year, these get published, they get sent out and the governments don't respond. So because the governments didn't respond to this properly and they never stockpiled properly and they didn't listen to the science, there's now culpability on them that because they didn't fucking listen <laughs> so to the science. So now they're backtracking. So now they're backtracking. So that what they're well, worried about is triage deaths. So if you're sick and you go to a hospital and you die because you didn't have access to a ventilator or a mask or something like that, that's a that makes the government culpable. So they're trying to prevent that by being like, oh, no, just the general population doesn't need masks. That's too crazy. We don't need that. And there's this narrative. And I, I, that's what I feel is the, the, the problem right now. I mean, I, feel I, like I don't know if I explained most, that correctly. I'm kind of just ranting. I feel like for the most part, right. you don't need a mask, but you need to limit yourself from going outside and you need to take Correct. part. No, but so if, you're I think that's grocery, if you're going to a grocery store, which you need to do, like that supply chain has to remain. There's no harm in wearing a mask. And we're being no, not in, not anymore. But like you just said, those should those masks should be going to the hospitals now. Correct, but we should have. There should have never been a shortage in the first place if we listened to the science. Is my point. Well, well even we didn't. Never, so I don't know what you want me to say. You can never <laughs> I'm saying we should hold whoever was responsible for doing that should be held responsible for not. Yeah, that's all my point. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, that wasn't. There shouldn't, on, have, been uh, there shouldn't have been a Spanish well, so. They might also hold someone accountable, but it'll be a scapegoat. Like it won't be like the actual person responsible, which is like, for example, our prime minister, the president of the United States. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just. I don't know who's responsible. I don't follow it enough, but I'm just saying it. It's. It wasn't new knowledge that there should have been prep for this. You know, like we. And it's kind well, of. I mean, it should have been. I agree it should have been better because you we have like here in North America we have the benefit of seeing what happened in Italy and seeing like other countries got hit first so yeah like why the fuck didn't some like why didn't you hit the ground running but yeah I don't know it's tough but the thing is Canada's doing pretty well um, Canada's doing well yeah like I'm pretty happy to be I'm pretty grateful to be in Canada right now with everything yeah we shut down um, pretty quick like it's no, yeah, long, I think only we, like fourth or Third or yeah. fourth or something in the world. From uh, 
mending the curve and testing people and stuff like that? No, no not like that, but for like infection, how many we have infected? Like, aren't we like we very top long, five? Yeah. No, not even close. Um, Are you saying like we're the most infected? No, I'm not saying most, but like, even though we did a better job, we're still pretty up there in terms of how many people we have infected. Uh, we're, uh, I don't know. We're pretty low. I mean, the other thing too is we test a lot. And other countries don't like, okay, so we're at 15,000 as of today in Canada, which is a lot, but like the States is over 300,000, Spain's over 130, Italy's over 128, Germany's 100, but you know, France is 90, China's, China's like basically been at the same for the last like three weeks, which is amazing. Which is the bullshit. numbers are true. <laughs> yeah, um, that's just it. If that one, that, there's an asterisk beside that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're not terrible, but you know, we're still rising and everybody's going to rise and it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I mean, I don't know. My whole point was it, we shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a stigma for wearing a mask. It makes sense. The stigma is only there because we didn't prepare enough reserves. I mean, no. not anymore. Like now it's pretty out there. Like, okay. And everyone's settled in. So yeah, if you have a mask, wear it, but yeah, before this all blew up, there's I knew people who were fucking yeah, I don't know. I want to move on because that's not what we're here to talk about. So <laughs> yeah, we can move. That's what I said. I was gonna go off tangent, but but yeah, we're wearing masks good. during the Spanish. But, it's, uh, but I mean it, it kind of all ties into what we're talking about. So um shit, where were we? Um yeah, I have so one more point before we go. You weren't allowed to get on the bus. You got, you got two weren't wearing a mask. During the Spanish what? flu, during the Spanish flu, you couldn't get on public transportation if you weren't wearing a mask. Oh yeah, maybe that yeah. should be brought back. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Why did you tie it in? Go around. <laughs> okay, so can use a shirt weird. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't fuck. I don't. Honestly, it'd does be that just work? Was mask. <laughs> What's that? Honestly, yeah, it would be probably just as effective as some of those little masks that they hand out. Those things don't do a lot, man. Like, if you have a beard, too, like, if you're walking around with a big, bushy beard and you have that fucking mm -hmm. mask on, like, you're essentially doing nothing. So, like, you're just preventing your cough from spreading. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah, if you put it, if you have, like, especially if you have, like, a big beard, if you just put a shirt around your mouth, <laughs> like, honestly, you're doing the same you heard thing. It, you heard it from the swerve. You heard put it from the shirt swerve. around your mouth. That'll protect you. From COVID. We're, we're an evidence-based fucking podcast. <laughs> you know what's right. funny? Even if people did listen to that and actually take it to heart, it would probably still be safer than what Trump suggested and actually got people killed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. The best thing is to stay home. Um, but we'll yeah, okay. it's kind of funny. Yeah, let's get let's reel this back in track here. So kind of funny, this kind of derailment. Yeah, the, the government, so yeah, like the U.S., the United Kingdom, all, like European countries, all, Germany, all the countries that were kind of involved in World War I, um, they didn't want this, they didn't want info on it to spread, so they just didn't talk about it, and it led to some really early high numbers, right? Um, mm -hmm. But the scary thing about this Spanish flu, so most influenza outbreaks uh, disproportionately kill very young and the very old, kind of like what we're seeing now um with a higher higher survival rate for those in between but the spanish flu pandemic resulted in a higher than expected mortality rate for young adults 
Um, kind yeah. of part of that too is you got to take into account, like we already talked about, like they just finished a damn world war. And from what we know of world war one, like more people died from disease than, than uh, like actual getting shot or whatever. Right. Catch so, what? yeah. So like, I think a lot of, I think a lot of these numbers is kind of, from what I read it, it was really bad because of the time it hit. Right. Yeah. Like, that's well, that's true. But yeah, it was right that like young, healthy adults, so like ages 18 to 34, um, they had a, they had, a, they were getting killed a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a higher demographic. It was a higher than, it was a way higher than normal. Like, yeah, I, I was reading some of the numbers. Like it was like at first, uh, I can't remember if it was the first or second outbreak, but it was a lot. I think the first outbreak, it was like 65% of the people who were dying from this were like young people. But then the second outbreak, it was kind of more young and old, I think. Um, um, I forget, maybe I got that. Maybe I got that. I don't. Better. I don't forget what because that, yeah, that's the thing. The thing came in three waves. There was like a first one, which was, you know, like shit. There is something out here, and then the second one came, and that was like the most deadly wave. Like the most people died during the second one, and then the third one came. It was kind of bad, um, but then after that, it was it was done. So I think that was kind of interesting also to like relate it back to what's happening right now. You know, we're probably just in the first wave of this. Yeah. You know, that's like a, there could be well, a, that's a scary thing. And there, wave. Yeah, there are reports to come for sure. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, we're going to be able, like, hopefully we'll be able to go outside and visit with people, but like, I, I don't think we're going to be able to travel like outside of Canada for a long time. Like, yeah. Which is smart. I mean, it's nice, kind of like like I was saying, like when I was doing this research, it's kind of like, you know what? We've learned from, like, this has happened to us before. Like, swine flu wasn't that long ago. Um, 2009. 2009. SARS was 2004. Um, right. You know, this, this was 100 years ago. So, like, really in the grand scheme of things, this wasn't that long ago. So, um, it kind of just made me put peace of mind to what's going on now because it allowed it just like you know what we've done we've gone through this before as like the human race like we will get through this right so it's just fucking yeah, do your part right? there'll be what's damage. that there'll be a lot of damage though there will be yes um okay so can i talk the about the healthy adults quick because i have some information uh sure <laughs> so yeah we were saying that the healthy adults they die disproportionately like greater than expected I think, yeah. so they were saying one of the reasons that this could have been the case is because the 1918 influenza virus that we're talking about, it was highly immunogenic. So basically it could create a really robust immune response in its host. So they're thinking because a healthy young the adult- cyto, The cytokine storm? The cytokine storms, yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. So yeah, explain <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. So basically the this, this cytokines, they're- like immunological signaling proteins in the body. So they recruit different immune cells, they activate different immune cells, and they make these immune cells do different things. So because there's like so much, basically you just have to think this virus made inflammation worse. So if, you're, if you have a healthy immune system and you have an immune system that can respond better because you're a young, healthy adult, well, if you now have this virus that's like really immunogenic, you're going to have a way more robust response against it to the point where your own immune system is what leads to your death. That's what caused it. 
Like your immune think- system attacks your infected lungs so much that you get pneumonia and you get these other effects. Um, so that's why they were thinking if you're a healthy adult, why it was worse. But like, also you got to think like if your immune system starts attacking you and you're already compromised due to whatever, right? Like you're or malnourishment or or maybe, maybe you do have some fucking lung damage because you're breathing in fucking smoke or something from, you know, side effects of war. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. There was actually a group, um, they did a study on this and they, they reconstructed the 1918 version of the, of like they reconstructed this virus in like a biosafety level three facility and they gave it to monkeys and it was the same thing. Like they had this huge immune response against the lungs once they were infected. So they're pretty sure that that's why the virus, one of the reasons it was so deadly was that it like hyperactivated the immune system to the point where, you know, that cytokine storm happens and that's what ended up leading to the pneumonia and you, you know, you fucking can't breathe, you die. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that was kind of interesting. No, it's great. You know what? I'm happy that you explained that because you probably would have explained it way better. Well, than- it's weird, right? Cause your immune <laughs> system, it's a two pronged sword, right? Cause your immune system is ultimately what saves you from the virus. Like it's, it kills the viral infection. You know, you have antibodies, they stop the spread, but conversely, if it's too strong, it can kill you. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's fucked up. Spanish flu also had different like variants of it. Because for example, like the variant in US was different from the one that they had in France and Spain. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's different strains. It mutates like crazy. Yeah. Fun fact, um, RNA, so the flu virus, it's uh, an RNA virus and RNA versus DNA viruses, they're more unstable. So they mutate more fast. Mm-hmm. So and COVID's RNA too, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why, well, that's the thing, COVID, like it, the, the genetic sequence of it in the U S versus China versus Europe, they're different already. Cause it, that's how fast the shit mutates. It's crazy. Hmm. So like you have like slightly different versions of the virus all over the place and same with the Spanish flu. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of fucking crazy. Okay. Yeah, it is. So there, I got a few diving in here. So kind of where they figured it started. There's a few main hypotheses. Um, so, uh, Hypothesis. I say that wrong. Hypotheses. Hypothesis. Hypothesis. I think it's hypotheses, but I think that's right. Okay. So yeah. So one of the one of the major spots where they think it might have started was in so in the United Kingdom. There's a major UK tre- trooping and staging hospital in Staples in France. Um, it's been theorized by researchers as being at the center of the Spanish flu. Um. So. Military pathology, patho, probably saying this word wrong. Patholog, pathologist, pathology, pathologist, pathologist. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, reported the onset of a new disease with a high mortality that they later recognized as the flu. Um, so again, this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like this, this was a camp. It was just overcrowded um, due to the war. Um, was the ideal site for spreading of a respiratory virus. Um, the hospital treated thousands of victims of chemical attacks and other casualties of war and a hundred thousand soldiers pass through the camp every day. So it kind of makes, kind of makes sense on where, uh, 
that it would start somewhere like that, right? Um, yeah. Just high, high traffic. Everyone's already sick or malnourished or whatever. What was the month that the Spanish flu began in? The month? Yeah, I know it was 1918. Because I know uh, the second know. wave, the more deadly version, was in August. So I just want to see, like... Um, so I have said starting January 1918 to December 1920. Okay. Okay, so then that's what seven months. Yeah, so that's seven the months. That's the kind of scary, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could be six months away too. from a worse. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why stay the fuck at home, people. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so another spot where they think it started in the United States. Um, a lot of statements that the ep- epidemic originated in the United States, um, and it that. It's in Kansas. That's where they think in yeah. the U.S. where it started, where it originated. Can I interject for a second? I yeah, saw that there was some there was some evidence that, funny enough, that they it had emerged from China. Oh, but that's then, my next topic, man. Okay, but then it Not mutated in the U.S. So I thought well, that was it mutated like, in the U.S. and in France. There was two different mutations in each of them, which were more deadly than the first. I thought. But isn't it China funny that it came from China again? Like well, I thought China's just I been unleashing pandemics for like a well, century. This was pretty funny what I was reading. So one of the few regions of the world seemingly less affected by the flu was China, where there may have been a comp- comparatively mild flu season in 1918, although this was disputed due to a lack of data during the world world, yeah, so they world just, uh, period of China. They didn't so report like once, anything probably. So like yeah. once again, once again. <laughs> The info from China was like skeptical. <laughs> it's been a hundred years and China yeah, they, still can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so multiple studies have documented documented that there were relatively few deaths from the flu in China compared to other reason, regions of the world. This was led to speculation that the 1918 flu pandemic originated in China. The relatively mild flu season and lower rates of flu mortality in China in 1918 may be explained due to due to the fact that the Chinese population had already possessed immunity to the flu virus. So like they're just kind of already used to it. Um, But from what I read, like, yeah, people thought it started from there, but it was hard to kind of like the main spot for the UK and or like Europe and Kansas, which I thought was weird. (laughs) I also saw saw that they think it could have, emerged as early as 1915 so like yeah i heard heard that too and then yeah and the reason for that was um one of the historians mark humphreys theorized that because france u.s and other countries used chinese laborers to dig trenches and stuff during the war okay so they had ninety six thousand chinese immigrants dig it and that's and they think that that was the initial spread of it was from those 96,000 workers, laborers. Yeah, well, I think it was, I think the main thing too was it was hard to determine what what was yeah. killing people, right? Because like you got yeah, people in yeah. the trenches dying from disease and you just have no idea. Like you don't have time to to figure it out, right? Yeah, like, and it's not like they could like sequence stuff and like yeah, figure exactly. it out. It's, they, didn't ha- they didn't even know that like you just, no, you just knew that this guy died from being sick i'm just gonna read this real yeah. quick i just came across it so a report published in 2016 in the journal of chinese medical association found no evidence that 1980 virus was imported to europe via chinese and southeast asian soldiers 
Can I stop you for one second? Did you just say that it was the article came from a Chinese source? Yeah, I was was just I was gonna literally just make that point. I'm like, (laughs) hey, like they this is why they can't be trusted. (laughs) Yeah, man, exactly. Like you just you can't trust anything that comes from there, man. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, we're definitely censored from being released there. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the Surf Podcast. No, yeah, we're blacklisted. Blacklisted. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. You guys want to talk about kind of yeah. how this spread, I guess? Well, we can, but I just want one more point. You were saying that there might have been immunity in China already. Um, yeah, well, it just said, do so, they were kind of already used to having yeah. the flu there? They're probably just sick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but one thing I thought was I came across was um, remember we were saying that like older adults seemed to like they were dying, people were dying, but like, it was more like a lot of healthy people were dying. So one reason they think that older people might've been surviving a little bit better than expected was apparently there was a flu pandemic in 1889 to 1890 called the Russian flu. So they think there might've been some partial immunity overlap between the influenza virus for the Russian flu and the, and the Spanish flu in 1918. So they think- And that was already hit, that hit China. Yeah, so if, you, if you had, I don't know if it hit China or not, but if you were exposed to the Russian flu, they were thinking you would you'd be resistant to the Spanish flu. So Which that was something I makes sense. If you think about it, like China, I know borders have changed a lot in the last hundred years, but China and Russia share a pretty big border right mm-hmm. now. So actually, that, you know, make, that makes more sense actually now. So Chinese would be probably pretty, probably got hit by that as well. So yeah, maybe that's also why. But no one knows. Yeah, they we'll don't never know. say shit. I also read that in China, for some reason, maybe they just didn't report it, but it didn't hit mainland. Apparently, the they kind of like stopped it at like Hong Kong. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Um, go, what's your next point? Well, I'll just talk about how it spreads. So kind of like. Okay what we're going through now. So when an infected person sneezes or coughs, more than half a million virus particles can spread to those nearby. That's uh, so like, again, like the close quarters and massive troop movements of World War I, um, you know, it, it just yeah. accelerated the process, right? Like, um, also the lying government, like the censorship by the governments that are like, oh, this well, isn't anything. Well, that's just it. But I mean, World War I ended in 1918 right so this was this was hit kind of after yeah i'm sure there was some like obviously there was some sort of overlap um but they they so like my kind of thoughts were like the reason they didn't want like morale was really low in countries right like when you just finish up a war like that yeah everyone just lost sons and whatever right and brother you know family members you know like you're still seeing the effects of a war right so you know people sick you know your economy's probably like shot stuff like that so like they just didn't want to spread they didn't want to talk about they didn't want to pile this disease on top of everything else right so yeah it's but again i think we've talked about this before like the power of the media right like oh yeah you know hindsight's 2020 so like fuck get on top of this shit you know what i mean but Hindsight's 2020, we've survived what like six pandemics so far, just in our our age alone. Like you should have fucking learned by now. 
<laughs> I just, I just don't like, I understand that morale is low and it's probably a weird time, but like, I just, you shouldn't censor data. Like if there's an oncoming pandemic, <laughs> like it's just, you need to shut shit down like as quickly as you can. There's no time to like wait for the fucking I mean, red to rise. It's like, you have also to remember now. too, like they probably had all these soldiers who were like sick. They're sending them home, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah, it wasn't well handled. Definitely. Um, it's kind of Just, funny that Spain got dubbed and they didn't even do much, but still while we're on like the sending them home and stuff like current day pandemic statics is to stay six feet, six feet away from people. Whereas if someone coughs or sneezes, that can travel up to 26 feet. Okay, but that's also like the six feet. That's the minimum you stay away from people. But if you, okay, 26 feet, that's pretty well. That's what, six, eight meters from someone? Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to cough or sneeze, like you usually do it in your shoulder or something. Exactly. Don't be, and how many don't people be actually do that? Like, I don't know, man. There's, honestly, like there's people not doing... Like, I don't know. I see people out all the time still. Like, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, you obviously you have to go out to do things. Like, you have to get groceries, stuff like that. Yeah, food like, and stuff. But it's I don't tough. know. It is tough. But, okay, yeah. So, kind of getting back here. So, yeah, a large factor of the worldwide occurrence of this flu was increased travel. Um, so modern yeah. transportation systems made it easier for soldiers, sailors, and civilian travelers to spread the disease. Another big one, like we've already discussed, was lies and denial by governments, uh, leaving the population ill prepared to handle the outbreaks. It so, never changes. Fucking never well, changes. It's so stupid. You know, it, it's sad that that's so true, right? Like, well, like think of this spring break in Miami. That should have been shut down. We knew. Yeah. Yeah, at that point in time, spring break should have been fucking canceled. I can't believe but that was a thing. You're worried about getting fucking reelected over saving fucking millions of people, right? So, yeah. Um, I mean, like St. Patrick's Day in a lot of places was a thing. You know, bars were open, people were green yeah. beer drinking, and it's like, man, that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> like, the yeah. spring break one's the worst, I think, because like, you have all these people coming from all these different states and all these different countries to one location, all getting sick. Cause it was like Miami's a hot spot for the fucking virus. And then after spring break, they all go back to their homes, which could be anywhere in the world. So like how many people will that kill? How many did the people did that one event kill? We'll never know, yeah. but fuck. That's brutal. It's brutal. So in the United States, the, the disease was first observed in Haskell County, Kansas, um, in January 1918, uh, prompting local doctor Loring Miner to warn the U.S. Public Health Services. Um, so on March 4th, 1918, a company cook, Albert Gitchell, from Haskell County, reported sick at Fort Riley, a U.S. military facility that at the time was training American troops during World War I, making him the first recorded victim of the flu. Within days, 522 men at the camp had reported sick. And by March 11th, 1918, the virus had reached Queens, New York. Uh, failure to take preventive measures in March and April was later criticized. <laughs> so never, never changes. 
in days, <sighs> days, 522 people. Yeah. From one incident. That's so um, crazy. Um, in August, <laughs> I, like <laughs> failure to take action was criticized. It's like same, same shit. Like, God, that pisses me off. It's like, I, it makes one thing I got from this is like, how do we, how do we, as a human species with like all of our flaws and our human nature that makes us like shitty in a lot of ways, avoid stuff like this? You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Just you know how you let the panic take its course. It'll call the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is though. We'll lose a lot of good people though. Like we'll use, we'll lose. Yeah, uh, it's not. It won't well, just it, be all the fucking knuckle dragging morons that get killed. Like, if you can pick and choose, yeah, this thing's great. But, <laughs> but um, well, like, have you guys watched that movie, uh, Contagion? Containment. Yeah, Contagion. Yeah, I've we just that. watched. We just watched it the other day, it's and just kind of to my point, like, uh, one of like the high end doctors, the the chick from Titanic, like she dies. Mm-hmm like right away so like yeah no this like either way like it's just not good um so yeah that's just kind of talking about how fast the spanish flu spread though so it's very similar to like what's going on now like it's spread through people um Mm -hmm. but Um, it just uh, it just do want to mention though that like again it started off slow too and within seven months is when it fucking hit like overdrive well, that's the thing. They had the waves. Like they, they yeah. probably thought they had contained it. And well, this, this is one thing that I found. They said that there was going on to this spread thing. Um, there was a few reasons why things resurged, like why there was these waves. And they said that they were due um, to the opening and closing of institutions. So, you know, when you close schools, you close, you know, government institutions, things like this. Yeah that obviously is going to help prevent spread. But when you open them, it gets worse. There is also a temperature change variant with this. So the flu, for whatever fucking reason, I didn't look into this. In the summers, it's not as good. And in the winters, it's worse. So that also played into the resurgence of the waves. But they said the number one thing that was most important for preventing spread was human behavior. So the whole social distancing thing, if you adhere to the social distancing thing that will help prevent spread better yeah, than no. better than anything well a huge part of this like we've already mentioned a bunch of times um so i'm just seeing reading here um august 1918 uh a strain appeared simultaneously in in brest france uh freetown sierra leone and in the u.s sierra leone, leone. sierra leone um <laughs> So, and then like, so where it hit in Boston, where this strain hit, was it by a Boston Navy Yard, which was sending people to Europe, right? And bringing people back. Um, And like these sites got affected, right? So like military transport, like yards were infected and sending people out, right? So this thing just, it just spread. Um, so yeah, like many sites were soon affected as, as were troops being transported to Europe. Um, it, you know, it spread through Ireland really quickly from returning Irish soldiers. Um, (laughs) just funny again, 
The allies of World War I came to call it the Spanish flu, primarily because of the pandemic received greater press attention after it moved from France to Spain. <laughs> yeah. So it's just funny that Spain, like they weren't like they were neutral in World War One. They were just fucking, they're just kind of there. And they just got, you know, it was like, fuck you guys. It's the Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah, it's Spanish flu. It reminds me of that Louis C.K. bit when he's talking about when the people come over to uh, the North and they're like, are these Indians? Because they thought they were in India. Yeah. They're yeah. like, no, we're not, we're not from India. We're native, like we're native, we're native Americans. And they're like, nah, nah, you're Indians. <laughs> you're Indian. Yeah. That's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> Like this clearly started in like the United States or like somewhere in like, you know, France, France or, or whatever. Yeah. But it, they're just like, nah, fuck that. Like, or China. <laughs> or, or China. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of all I have about the spread of it. But, you know, it's pretty common to what we're well, seeing. The thing um, is about it also, as far as the mortality rates with it, like we already said that it, it was affecting healthy young adults as well. But I found numbers ranging from one to 6% of people that got the Spanish flu die. So that's pretty, um, pretty yeah, high mortality to, rate. I was going to dive into the mortality next, but yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's weird. Um, like that's a big, that's a big range. The, the way I like to think about it is like, okay, like say you had a hundred Skittles in a bowl and like one of them would kill you. It's like, would you eat the Skittles? You know, like, would you, would you risk it? No, exactly. So like 1% sounds kind of low to some people, but if you put it in the context of like Skittles in a bowl and one of them's poisonous, it's like, okay, fuck, I mean, no, I wouldn't eat when that. When you're talking about the total population of 2 billion, 1% oh, yeah. is huge. No, I get that too, but I just like, I don't know. So like the smallest number I've seen of reports of people who died from this is 17 million people but it goes from 17 million to a hundred million. Like that's kind of the range. That's the range. Yeah. That's um, what I saw too. So that's pretty deadly. Well, what's our death toll now? It's over a hundred thousand, isn't it? Um, no, I don't think we're at a hundred thousand yet. Cause we're over a million people infected. It's 69,000 today. Okay. Yeah. 1.2, about 1.3 million cases, 70,000 deaths worldwide Shit. so but we're just like us we're just in the beginning like you gotta think yeah. this thing took two years to to run its course like that we were probably in a similar situation like it's pretty crazy you know what's worse is like we're heading towards summer where people are gonna go outside and start socializing again regardless of what it's what's happening because they've been cooped up all winter too already so yeah yeah, we'll see what happens here. Maybe we'll see a second wave in the summer, which will be weird. I saw, I saw just a cool little stat. It was like it killed more people in 24 weeks than HIV and AIDS did in 24 yeah, I saw, years. I saw that stat. Um, crazy. Um, okay, so kind of getting back to this. So the pandemic, like we talked about, mostly killed young adults. So in 1918 to 1919, 99% of pandemic influenza deaths in the U.S. occurred in people under 65. Um, yeah. And ne nearly half half deaths were in young adults, 20 to 40 years old. That's um, not crazy. That's scary. That's what's scary about it. Um, in 1920, the mortality that's rate... That's also what most soldiers were 
was age yeah, well, like 18. Yeah, well, that's his kid, right? You, gotta, yeah, you, do, you do have to keep that in mind. Yes, that's like when you're reading it, because you read later on, just kind of the same point. Um, in 1920, kind of near the, probably the second spread of this thing, uh, the mortality rate among people under 65 had decreased sixfold to half the mortality rate of people over 65. Um, but 92% of deaths still occurred in people under 65, which is crazy. But um, this is unusual since influenza is typically most deadly to weak individuals such as infants and seniors. But, um, oh yeah, look at this. Um, in 1918, older adults may have had partial protection caused by exposure to the 1889-1890 flu pandemic known as the Russian flu. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I just think like when I was kind of reading those stats, I remember thinking like, holy fuck, like that's so scary, but you got to, you just kind of got to keep in mind the the time that it happened, right? Like it was young people who were coming back from war and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I mean, like. I don't even know how it compares to now because like we're just in the beginning of these of this thing but like as far as like socially the impact there's already a shitload of parallels and i think that was one of the most interesting things when i was researching it like well, here's yeah, kind of yeah here's you know, like a scary thing about what we could be um seeing like what we will see so the second, the sex of the second spread, like we've talked about. So the second wave of this 1918 pandemic was much deadlier than the first. Mm -hmm. uh, the first wave had resembled typical flu epidemics. Those most at risk were sick and elderly, while younger, healthier people recovered easily. So, but by August, when the second wave began in, in France, Sierra Leone, did I say that right the time? You did not it's continue. <laughs> And the United States, the virus had mutated, like we talked about, to a much deadlier form. So in October 1918 was the deadliest month. So what's that from Jan? That's 10 months. Yeah. From January to October, nine months, 10 months, or nine months, I guess. So nine months. So. Yeah, dude, we're, we're like month. We're, we're like month. Well, I mean, obviously, I think it was first reported in what december or november like the coronavirus mm -hmm. but really in like we're talking in canada it wasn't here until like march so it's, we're like month of one and you know like like yeah. you just said we could nine months it could be worse yeah <laughs> so but again so the increased severity um has been attributed to the circumstances of the first world war so like in civilian life natural selection favors a mild strain um, those who get very ill stay home typically, um, and those mildly ill continue with their with their lives. Right. Um, but in the trenches, natural selection was reversed, type of thing. Right. So, soldiers with okay. a mild strain stayed where they were, while the severely ill were sent sent on crowded trains to crowded field hospitals. Yeah. And just spreading it like crazy, right? So you're spreading the more severe variants of it. Yeah. So like, yeah. If, if you were, as long as you weren't, like, they weren't, if you were in the trenches, you weren't getting, and you were still moderately healthy, you had a bit of a cold, like, you yeah. weren't going to get sent away. But if you were, like, sick and dying, 
you were getting sent out for help, right? Yeah. And in the process of being sent, you're infecting a bunch of other people yeah. with a potentially and more virulent strain. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, That's kind of shitty. <laughs> and then, so the second wave began and the flu quickly spread around the world again. Uh, consequently, during modern pandemics, health officials pay attention when the virus reaches places with social upheaval. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of my last point here. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of all I had, but um, I was pretty, I thought that was a good one to talk about just considering what's going on. So that that's all I had for my notes. A um, couple of things that I thought was uh, interesting. Like I, I was always one, like I was interested in how to end um, because I was just like, hey, well, there's one like right now how we're saying coronavirus is going to end if we can come up with some kind of treatment for it, specifically a vaccine, which is an 18 month minimum process. But there's also a lot of like antivirals that might be able to be used um, that have already been used for other types of infections or other viruses. So there's like hope in that sense. But in 1918, right, like they didn't have this type of data. Like they didn't have like antivirals already developed. So I was yeah. kind of wondering like, how did they, how did it end for them? And basically the only thing I could find was like, um, they think it may have mutated to a less lethal strain, which is kind of lucky in my opinion, because so like, it could happen? have mutated to a more virulent strain. I don't know. You know what I mean? And just wiped everyone out. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing they were saying, um, doctors, became better at treating, um, you know, the pneumonia associated with it. So just better healthcare and like catching things quicker. And they said, that's how it ended. That's what I found. The reason they <laughs> so, said like it kind of ended like that is that the more, the people with the more virulent like strain end up dying. So they get buried with the disease. Whereas people with the less virulent ones are surviving. And then if they spread down, it's less virulent. So well, that makes sense in why it would mutate to a less like lethal, yeah. strain, but like, yeah. just like support your comment there. Okay. That makes, that makes sense to me, but like still though, like, I don't know, you would expect someone though, yeah. to be spreading. But, it. I mean, I don't know. but I mean, again, in world war one, people dying from this thing, like they're probably not burying them. Right. Like they're, you know, people know. are just yeah. trenches. You don't have time to do you bury buddy or do you get shot at? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. But this uh, was post world war one. Those when it hit though, like it started yeah, it during like world war one, but, but it's yeah. helped the spread. Like when world, yeah, world war one was ending, but cause like we talked about like 1915, they think that yeah, it could have been as early as it could have been, but there's just, they weren't reporting it. Right. Like they had no idea. Like they just knew people were dying from disease in the trenches, but, mm-hmm. um, which would be so shitty. Like, what a shitty... Not that any war is good, but, like, that'd be such a shit way to live for four years. <laughs> just oh, in, God. like, fucking muddy trenches. No, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be good. Fuck. Fuck, that'd be awful. I mean... I mean, I guess, I guess it's better than, like, the Civil War, where they just, like, stand and take turns shooting at each other. <laughs> and you just, like, stand in the open. <laughs> yeah, open I suppose. Um... So, I mean, I think we've kind of gone into the topic in depth, but I just like some things that I thought were interesting. This might be like a final thought of mine, but one, 
that I thought was interesting was just the parallels between then and now and how things haven't changed. So for instance, governments are still lying like hundred years ago, same, same, same mistakes were made. You know, people, the pop, like no one was prepared. Um, they were lied to and it just happened that helped it spread. I thought that was kind of shady. Um, <laughs> other things too, I thought was cool was when they did a, an analysis of different things that influence spread, the analysis analysis revealed that human behavior was the most important thing for preventing spread. So that's social distancing, um, like self-isolating, those types of things. And like right now, that's what we're being told to do. So what I'm saying is a hundred years ago, the governments were still making mistakes. Now that we know better, even though our governments still made mistakes, let's as people, we know that social distancing worked. We know that self-isolation worked. Yeah. Let's listen to what the science is saying. And I don't know, like it sucks, but that was the thing that they, that did the best. That was the thing that they didn't do a hundred years ago. Like they weren't keeping distance. They were crowding people on sick people on big boats and sending them home so i Um, mean that's if we lean into the science that's what it's that that was one of the major factors at preventing spread for the spanish flu so like why would we assume that it's not going to be a major factor for preventing the spread of this there was a silver lining to this though however okay the women in the workforce increase as nurses when uh the male doctors failed to treat the virus and contain it they saw a surplus of female nurses in the workforce interesting there you go feminists the swerve there you go um (laughs) keeping it real here at the swerve um are we doing final thoughts how we're doing i think that was probably my final thought yeah um yeah my next one next (laughs) <laughs> go for it no you go all righty uh yeah just it's a little crazy how how similar it is to what we're going through today and our governments are still fucking idiots and they're still not addressing things that are easily addressable like even just having supplies stored or prepared have masks. but we're the yeah. idiot who vote them in so well, <laughs> not even that we didn't have any choices mother like <laughs> you don't have a good selection of choice. Like, fuck. Oh, no, it's been like, what, 16 be- years? It's like idiot A or idiot B. Like, Yeah, like you're you- picking between Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, know. it's like, fuck. Yeah, I guess uh, you, you know what's kind of funny to think about? Like, those like hardcore survivalists who stock up on, like, canned food and, like, weapons Burgers. and all these masks and shit. They're laughing right now. Oh, yeah. Like, in their bunkers. They're just like, oh, like these fucking idiots. Heading their shotgun as it's aimed at the door to their bunker. Like, <laughs> just so satisfied. I fucking oh, said yeah. so. I told you. I told you. Like, those people are just finally justified in what I mean, you gotta get crazy the paper idea. somehow. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. There was a meme of this, uh, like, super fat lady returning like a full shopping cart of news of uh toilet paper she's like i don't need this <laughs> Costco, we, uh, even good. fucking last weekend i fucking was at the grocery store and it's the first time i saw toilet paper on the shelf in a month so i was like i didn't we didn't need it but i'm like we gotta buy it like <laughs> we gotta buy it. <laughs> like we gotta buy it like we just we bought one goddamn case like we didn't buy it all but 
I'm just like, we don't need it, but fuck, when's the next time you're going to see it on the shelf? Like, I don't know. Like, you got to get it. Huh? Get it. Like, uh, I've become the a part of the mentality issue. begins again. Man, I'm a part of the issue now, you guys. And you know what the next thing is? Flour. I haven't seen flour on the shelves. Okay, that's actually so, true. Like, we were going to bake some fucking cookies. We went there. There was no flour, no sugar. No, no flour. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so then that's our next one. If we see flour on the shelf, we're getting it. Got a mind. Got a mind. Got a mind. Got only Safeway sold guns. <laughs> yeah. And I'd buy one too. Yeah. Without a license. You can actually purchase bows without a license or BB guns. Hey, I get a fucking bow. Um, one thing that's I'm, all the family house. Do you think in the 1918 pandemic, there was also a shortage of toilet paper? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Now, wouldn't that be funny that times never changed? <laughs> Yeah, still, we're still, did we're they still even moron. fucking use toilet paper back then? <laughs> I don't know. I actually have no idea. Yeah, they did. Maybe they did. I think. I think. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Well, I'm fucking Google this. See if I can come up with anything. Things don't change. Yeah. Are you done your final thought? Did we just yeah, interrupt? Yeah, you? that was it. Uh, that was pretty much it. Um, I guess you I'll think, go with my. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Do you okay. think it was true or do you think it was not true? For the toilet paper. No, the Spanish flu. Did it happen oh. or did it not happen? Oh, I believe oh. it happened, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I believe it happened, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got to get off the fence on these ones. <laughs> um, yeah, so toilet paper was actually being dispensed in 1883, so they did have toilet paper. Yeah, but did they hoard it and it went? I don't know. I do not. They probably hoarded it more. It was such a new thing, 1983? <laughs> yeah. Or, sorry, 1883? Uh, my final thoughts are stay the fuck home people. Um, we've been through this once multiple times. We will be okay. We'll get through this. If you stay home, if we stay home, we all partake and do our part. Um, I do think it's funny. Some of the similarities, like the China's thing that cracked me up pretty good. Um, this lack of info coming out of China <laughs> hasn't changed. Um, but I mean, yeah, like there's no secret to how this stuff spreads, right? We spread it. So keep your distance. It's not a joke. Like we're not like, they, I know the government's shady sometimes, but you know, these protocols we're putting in place will work. Um, like we talked about like fucking that spring break thing. Like you got to think big picture, like, yeah, you might not be sick. You might not get sick, but you might spread it to 10, 15 people and then they spread it. And it like, like that one stat, like that one guy got infected within days, 522 people were sick. Yeah. Right. So think about it in that regards. And, you know, like, and I know like a lot of people are saying like, Oh, well it's just seniors getting sick. You know, you know what? One, that's not true. And you know what? I don't want my grandma to die because you fucking can't stay home. So yeah, figure it out. <laughs> that's my kind of thoughts to it. Um, I was happy to do it, this topic, just to one, to kind of mix it up from our other topics. Um, I feel like we kind of did a lot of Nazi stuff recently and, <laughs> and stuff like that. We did um, one Nazi topic. Didn't we do another one? Food fighters. Well, food fighters, like not really. That's not. That's, yeah, it's not. That's a, that's a UFO Nazis topic. Specifically. I just feel like we talked a lot about like World War around World War Two. I mean, I know a lot. That's happened. true. Yeah. 
a lot happened. come up in a lot of the conversation somehow. <laughs> yeah. I do want to interject here just really quickly. Okay. So there was a poster that resurfaced from the Spanish flu days, like, cause it's so similar to the COVID and back then people were hoarding flour and sugar. And they had this poster that said Canada food board order food hoarders fines of a hundred to a thousand dollars or three months prison or both. Wow. But I mean, flour and sugar back then was, that makes a lot more sense to me because yeah. people back then probably actually made their bread. Cooked a lot more. Yeah. Where it's like now it's just like people are bored and they want to bake or whatever, which I find like that makes sense, but you know, we got to stay sane, but yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> it's funny. The amount of similarities from a hundred years ago. Yeah. That was probably the craziest thing from the research. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess the other thing too is like, we could be, this could be a two year thing and let's just accept that. You know what? It's funny. Sucks. It does suck. From 1920 to like literally 2020, it's literally a hundred years. It's yeah. Another pandemic. Wow. Exactly 100 years later. And it's like every hundred years we get it's basically. So could you imagine for the population to die? <laughs> Or again, like, can you imagine if a quarter of the population now gets infected? What's the number on that? Is that in the billions? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Well, we're seven point something billion now. Like we're we're like at, we're almost eight billion. So like two point five billion essentially. You're like two billion, yeah. Two billion. That's insane. So if you don't think you're part of the problem, fuckers, people out there. With people out there like going to the grocery stores and still like touching everything, and you're just like you fucking dead. <laughs> I'm one of like, those people. Yeah, oh. fuck, you're the part of the issue. Fuck, not okay. Like, so I was uh I was buying a fucking honeydew melon, and the way you figure out if a honeydew melon is good, you like want to see if it's like firm but kind of like yeah, soft. You, you have to like scratch things, sniff it. You can't do it. I fucking did it. <laughs> you bastard. Well, I mean, like one of those fruit, people that I see fruit and produce, you should be washing. You normally typically wash anyways, yeah. but there's people like picking up chocolate bars and like putting them back down or like frozen bags or whatever. And then put, oh, I don't want it. Put it back. Like you touched it buy it. It's yours. Like <laughs> maybe not so much fruit, but like, I don't know. You can't be touching all the fruit. Like you kind of have to like eyeball it and just go for it. You can't eyeball if you get a rotten Dude, piece it's of like, fruit. It's fifty. If it's rotten, you just throw it out. Well, you do the eye test. But you pay first for it. <laughs> no, no, I honestly, man, I haven't been having to touch fruit, and I've been getting fine fruit. Yeah, I definitely don't have to like smell the fruit. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I liked. Uh, I enjoyed doing this one. It uh, kind of enlightened me. Well, you know, maybe that's the wrong word, but. Just kind of like, you know what, like I said a couple of times, peace of mind. Yeah. That we'll get through this shit. Um, just got to be smart. But it is funny, just the amount of similarities. You know, there's a few errors again <laughs> yeah. that, you know, have happened 100 years ago. But, I mean, I think if we stay home, we're lucky we're not going through a fucking world war. So, um, yeah, that's true. Should be good. All right. Well, with that, um, shall we thank our sponsors? Thank you to Sidestepping the Sun, a band that made the music to our intro and outro. You can like them on Facebook or Instagram. 
Um, also, thank you to our unofficial sponsor, El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Habanero-based hot sauce, super delicious. Um, they haven't sponsored us yet, as far as I know. But we're going to keep prepping them up until we get that sponsorship. Um, I think I can go for it. some like free hot sauce for life or something like that. Be dope. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, aside from that... We can't even thank our graphic designer because we fired him. <laughs> we'll go social now before we end this. Yes. Yeah, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Follow us on all those platforms. We're soon to be released on all the podcasting platforms as well. So be on the lookout for that. We're currently working on our website as well. So we're going full on official. Yeah. Become an early adopter of the podcast. We will shout you out. We will do things of that nature if if that's something listeners would enjoy the price is right we can do a a naked calendar shoot to raise money (laughs) after the fitness challenge we might do that we're not sure yet um what was the other thing i was gonna say oh yeah if you have any recommendations on obscure liquor as one of the components of this podcast is um to enjoy adult beverages during the conversation uh, let us know we'll try them we'll try get them if we can um as well just know. touching on that if there are topics that you want us to do that you think are interesting right. and you know don't know much about let us know vote them up vote them down and we'll get to them eventually okay fuck yeah um with that slap the yeah, ass right away.